right, welcome to the Mike Caudill Podcast. Uh, that's right, we're on the road. We are not behind the desk. We are here at the 2024 Chicago Auto Show, and uh, we are going to mix it up today. We're going to do a little bit different. We're going to take you all through the floor and uh, let you experience the auto show through the eyes of what it's like to be a consumer. And I know that many people have not had a chance or have never been to an auto show, so we're going to do that with you. We're going to take you through. We got some good interviews coming up. We got some cool cars to show you. And we're just going to kind of weave our way through the show and talk about some things that are uh, impacting the auto industry as well. So if you're all ready to do it, we're going to head upstairs and show you some cool cars. Don't forget, hit those social pages. It's Mike Caudill on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for all the latest and greatest things that are happening in the world of transportation. If you normally listen to the podcast, you can easily go over to watch the video version on YouTube. So first and foremost, one of the things that I love the most about an auto show is the fact that you can come into an auto show with no pressure, right? All the cars are going to be on carpet on the floor for you to take a look at. And they're all going to be in one place at one time. So whether you want to look at a Ford or you want to look at a GM, it doesn't really matter what vehicle is you want to look at. You're all going to, you're going to be able to find them here. And like I said, you know, it's going to be a non-pressure environment. You're not going to have dealership bodies that are out here trying to sell you on a car. You're going to be able to come right into the auto show and you're going to be able to look at all of them in one place at one time. So you guys ready? Let's go look at some hot cars. You want to get yourself a show map because you want to be able to navigate to the places that you want and see those vehicles a little bit more quickly because you only have a limited amount of time. So first thing I want to point out is the Ford Motor Company booth. This is the first one here at the Chicago Auto Show. Ford puts it all together in a way so that it makes it easy for the consumer. So first off the bat, you got the Ford F-150 Lightning right here. Then after the F-150 Lightning, you go, and this is the electric, right? So Lightning, then you go regular F-150, then you go down the line to the F-250. So that's their Super Duty trucks, and then you got their transit van down at the end. The halo vehicle for Ford Motor Company is always going to be the Mustang. So you got the Mustang right here. And uh, this is the convertible. 2023 was a kickoff to a new look for the Mustang. These are 2024 models, so that's the new model year. New front end, new exterior design, new interior design. They launched a whole bunch of Mustangs last year. Why? Because this year is the 60th anniversary of the Mustang. Ford is all about showing off their highlighted vehicles. And this is what's really cool. Ford F-150 Raptor R. This is their big B8 off-road truck. On the inside of the F-150, you've got a massive touchscreen on the inside, carbon fiber accents, you've got special seating for the Raptor R, and tons of logoing, even like this Raptor with the last letter being an R. They highlight it with a, a color R. You got this suede feel on the interior, um, polyurea, which is that Line-X truck coating for the step bars. And then if you come all the way to the back here, you've got the Raptor logo with the R built in. Really cool look. Spinning around, now you've got your Bronco Raptor. This is the regular Bronco, but it's been Raptorized. Special axles on the rear, on the front, they've widened this one. So it's all about going off-road. We got a lot to cover, guys. So as we make our way down, you got baby Bronco. They call it Bronco Sport, but it's the baby Bronco. We keep coming down. Now you're starting to get into vehicles that are a little bit more um, consumer friendly. This one right here is their Escape, and this is their ST line all-wheel drive. Uh, and this is their hybrid electric vehicle, so gas and electric. Um, more Mustang, Mustang Mach-E, and you can see the elaborate display of the booths. So as you make your way in, Ford has done something different than other automakers. They've divided their electric side of the program away from their gas side of the program. They're still under the same banner, but they've got all electric over here. This is the Mustang Mach-E and the Lightning. 
showing where charging is, kind of showing the experience. And then as you transition your way through the booth, then it gets into their gas vehicles. So I'm going to bring you guys along. Mustang Mach-E, Mustang Mach-E, showing performance versions. So this is a rally edition over here. And then the pinnacle of what Ford is talking about this year. This is the GTD. It's a $250,000 supercar by Ford Motor Company. It debuted at Monterey Car Week. You're probably picking up a lot of that awesome music because they want you to feel the vibe. This is going to compete against a 911 GT3. Morning, That's everybody. the goal. Here for the social media also, as you hear this guy over my, my shoulder, what's interesting about auto shows is that they utilize the auto shows to educate consumers as well. And the question is, will the GTD, GTD be able to compete with the 911 GT3? We're going to find out when they get more production versions. I've been told this is still the only one. Now, we do know that Ford Motor Company has a buck. What we call a buck in the auto industry is a, a prototype. So they have a prototype 3 that's somewhere out there that, that's been tested. But complete carbon fiber exterior design on this, carbon ceramic brakes, uh, everything with this has been designed for all-out track performance, but you'll be able to buy it as a consumer on the street. As we make our way down, this is the pinnacle of Ford Motor Company this year with the Dark Horse. I had a chance to drive this out at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I can tell you right now on the oval, this thing absolutely performs. Tons of horsepower. In fact, this is what's great for consumers. When you come down to an auto show, this is what you can see, right? You get to go through this and you can see the pricing. So they're giving you all the options right here so that you can learn about the 2024 Mustang Dark Horse. This thing's stunning. On the inside, Recaro seats, I almost feel like I need to get inside, just test it out right quick. This is an actual manual gearbox that I can shift here at the show. I mean, look how cool that is, right? And then this is their drift brake. This is really neat. So if you want to take this out and drift it, you can use the brake like this and drift it on a racetrack if you go to a course that will allow you to do that. Tons of cool tech on the inside. And like I said, it's all electronically controlled. So the beauty in it is that because it's electronically controlled, you can, uh, you can actually change the driving modes. Ford just debuted this out of King of Hammers. This is the switch gear. This is the Ford F-150 Lightning, which is their all-electric truck. But they turned this one into a Baja racer. So immediately you're going to see that the design of it is very similar to a Ford Raptor. you got fender flares that come out wider. You're running beadlock wheels. These are 37 by 1250 tires on it. So it's all about taking the technology they have in the F-150 Lightning, the truck, the electric version, and turning it into an off-road performance truck. All right, so of course, you know what? The best part about all of what I do in the world of automotive. Most of it spans around off-roading. So you've seen and heard about my 75 early Bronco, and of course my 2021 Ford Bronco, the new version, which is a first edition, right? They only made 7,500 of those. And it comes, mine is in this Area 51 color. But what's great about auto shows is that it's not always about the stock vehicles that you can buy. It's about the stock vehicles that you can take off-road and really pound. Um, thanks for joining the Mike Caudill podcast. Um, I stopped in my tracks when I saw this because you just came from a week ago at the King of Hammers and you took first place in a stock Bronco. Tell everybody that's watching and listening in your name, where you're from, and this beast over my shoulder. So I'm Bailey Cole. I'm from Washington State. Uh, this car is out of California and we just raced the 2024 King of the Hammers. Uh, this was in the 4600 stock class. It is a Jags performance at Wayne Foreman's. It's awesome. So, Trace, move your way around. I just kind of want to show. What's, what's funny is we're standing in front of this on purpose. So, 
The door is on the ground. Yeah. Why is that? So, you know, they told me to get first to the finish line, and, you know, I went out there and literally drove the doors off the car. So, at what point in the race did the door come off? So, luckily, it was the last, you know, 10 miles or so. We actually were on the physical last rock trail, on the last rock obstacle, and we were just winching up that last little bit, and I got a rock thing around the door, and uh took off the top hinge, and then the door was just kind of dangling along. At that point, we just said, Kick it off! So we tried that. We tried to pull pick it off. It didn't budge. Ford made too strong a door hinges usually. So I just got on the gas and figured it sorted itself out. If I run it into a rock, it'll come off. Um, you all can't smell what I'm smelling, but because this is a race vehicle and it was out in the middle of the desert, um, there's a smell that permeates from this. It's like racing meets California desert, like cacti. And I know that sounds funny. Um, yeah, you were going to say... You, well, so if you look in the back, in the bed, you might see a little bit of vegetation. Little rough, little roughage still yeah. in there. We, we call it, especially when you get marks on the side of your rig, like this right here, we call this desert pinstriping. Oh, yeah. um, that I, was actually custom. Custom. Custom yep. pinstriping right there on the side. Yeah. Uh, I asked Bailey when we first got into the booth, I was like, all right, so how many dents were on this when you started the race and he walked over and showed me the video? There were no dents. Tell us about the partners on this. The first thing I, you know, I clued into was Yukon. Yeah. And uh, you actually work there now, but Yukon Gear and Axle, that's all on my 75 Broncos. So my front and rear, all Yukon Gear and Axle, they are the best in the market. Yeah. So Yukon, obviously, is a big partner of mine. I've been working with them for eight or nine years at this point. Um, they make the best drivetrain in the industry. They uh, make sure we keep on the trail and don't have to pull off or do anything like that. Um, another big one is Jake's Performance. They, uh, they're amazing. Do it all, Cal. Right. Tell us about the modifications, right? So, you know, you obviously have custom seats. You, you gutted the entire interior. Yeah. Um, tell, just tell us some of the modifications you've done on the inside. So the, this is basically a stock Bronco. So we have the stock 2.7 motor, stock 10 speed trans. We did put an Atlas in as the transfer piece, just beef it up a little bit. And then the suspension components are the same stock geometry, but we obviously beefed up and did box A arms and, uh, stronger rear wings, but it's still the five lane rear, still the independent front suspension. It's stock Bronco, just beefed up a bit. And then we have all the safety gear. So we got the home PC, the belt. We have a full-on roll cage, battery box, make sure everything's contained. Fuel cell in the back. Uh, obviously, fire extinguishers, you raise GPS. Yep. They're running the Lowrance GPS system. And I just wanted to go back to what he said about that Atlas transfer. It's Atlas 2 transfer case, right? Correct. So I have the Atlas 2 transfer case on my 75 Bronco. And the reason that we go with the Atlas over anyone else is the fact that when you are under duress. And what I mean by that is you are vertically challenged. You are crawling over rocks. You have to know that you have a transfer case that is dependable. And that's what it delivers, the dependability. Here's my question for you. We're talking about stock. So to go in, to lock in the front and lock in the rear, you use the buttons up on top. Were you able to use the stock buttons or do you have to bypass those? I got to so, know. So we do bypass. It's a bypass. It's a bypass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bypass those. Um, but what's great is... We still have the buttons there, and we still have go mode right there in the middle. We just also have a couple other buttons. There. And, and that's that's great, right, Bailey? It showcases what these vehicles, you know, can do. Yeah. And I think that's what's unique. All right, I want to walk around this, give everybody a little bit more look. 
Um, I'm all about pimping out those partners. Tell us about some of these partners on here, what they did for you. So obviously we have Fox Suspension thing, right? It's like a never cow. heard of them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, Maxima Race Oil, Design Fab. They're actually a brand over in Australia that race with. OMP for safety. 74 Weld, they're a fun one. They're actually the portal suspension on the front, which is the big difference between this and the stop, like off the showroom floor Bronco. So we actually run portals. Uh, Warren. Always get me on stuff. Freight uh, factory, do some nice shipping. FK rod ends, obviously it's a bit stronger. These are actually my crew chief, um, more motorsports. Custom lithium, and then of course VP race fuel, get me to and from the races. Are you racing with this fuel? I am. So yeah. so t- let's just talk about that for a minute. It, is, it's a much higher octane? Uh, so we don't go crazy, crazy high octane. We run a 96 in this just okay. enough to keep everything happy and really clean. Because you're running the 2.7 turbo from, yeah. from Ford. It's the stock motor. Yeah. So you can only run a certain octane level yeah. in there. Okay. And it is the same stock tune. So we don't want to go like full on race, 112 octane. Yeah. Because, yeah. It's not necessary. All right. So everyone's going to ask, how fast were you able to go? Is we, we're going to sweep around. I want to show everybody in the back. How fast were you able to go? So are we talking King of the Hammers specifically? Yeah, yeah, just King of the Hammers. Or are we talking, uh, so I died a hundred and well this That's year. A, dude, a 2.7 liter turbocharged engine doing yeah. that kind of speed, uh, is awesome. Uh, beadlock wheels, a great way to show the beadlock wheels off right here. What brand is this? So this is Vision Wheel. Okay. Yeah. I have race line on mine and I love them. Um, but they look, they're almost identical. Yeah. They, um, beadlock is a beadlock. I, I do have to love these because these are the Forge ones with vision. Yeah. And they take all those big dumb hits that yeah. I Yeah. Dumb hits is, yeah, we know that. Um, coincidentally, Yokohama, I just came in from Montreal yesterday yeah. and I was out driving in the snow and Yokohama, their, their team was there showing off. Um, they're Blue Earth tires. Okay. So coincidentally, just uh, spent a few days driving on Yokohamas in the snow. Great tire. Uh, something to kind of clue in on this is, is also is required with King of Hammers is having a roll cage that completely encapsulates the drivers. Talk about your roll cage. So Ford actually did something really cool with this one. And we are using the stock factory Bronco roll cage as the main uh, structure. Foundation, here. right. And then we went through and in the actual driver's compartment, we beefed it up and added a couple extra tubings to make sure it's 100% FIA compliant. But this is, even the cage itself is still Bronco. It's pretty amazing what these do. All right, make our way down. He was talking about Fox suspension. This gives you a good way to look at it, fully articulated up on the side. Uh, you've got the Fox suspension fully exposed. Um, what, what Fox suspension is this? So this is their race uh, coiler. So these ones actually have this uh, fitting up at the top, and it actually circulates the oil through this remote reservoir pool and then pumps it back into the shop to make sure that the fluid doesn't overcook. Stays cool. Yes. Yeah, it's stays important cool. when you're off-roading to keep that, that fluid cool. Yep. As we make our way down, you've got some rock sliders that have been integrated in. Yep. Just it. Keeps it from slide. You know, you want to slide over those rocks. You don't want to damage anything on the bottom. Is yeah. it fully sealed? Fully, you feel you fully seal it. Fully seal it. Okay, yeah. fully seal it. Um, Just because we go over all the big gum rocks. As we come around the front, you can go to the front. I'll wheel around the side over here. Custom front bumper. What else do you want to tell us about up here? Well, I mean, this is all stock bronco again. Stock radiator. Oh, it ain't no stock no more. I mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you mean? You have a nice zip tie holding it on? I saw on the side all the zip ties. 
Well, this is like just massive amount of zip ties, so you get out and make changes. Well, we do have the one winch kind of hanging out right now. Also on that last rock trail, as soon as I cleared it, my tow driver threw the winch hook back in at me, and he took off his bed. Awesome. And I mean, what better way to close it out, Bailey? Yeah. Yep. So hold that up and show everyone. So Bailey, uh, Bailey took first place. I'm just touching it because I want to feel close to greatness. But I uh, really appreciate you spending a few minutes, man. Congrats on all of this and thank you to Ford of course for for sponsoring you it's awesome to see and by the way before we go how many years you've been going to King of Hammers so I've been going since the original and how many years have you raced I've raced the last 12 and what vehicles have you been in from start to finish oh that is a long list so I started with an 86 Toyota 4Runner okay raced that for a couple years then we had a spec truck class which was 4700 that's no longer around, but I used to race with like Ricky Johnson and all, a whole bunch of really cool names in that. Took that same car and raced 4,800. I then got in a Trent Fab car, raced 4,800 in that. Did a couple other cars around there. Uh, stepped up to 4,400 in a different Trent Fab car and then a different Trent Fab car in 4,400. Uh, raced a Razor UTV, a Honda UTV. Uh, Can-Am UTV and uh, Speed Energy UTV with Robbie. Okay. Uh, yep. And then... Robbie Gordon. Yeah. Uh, and then after that... Best race car driver. Yeah. He, he made me look good, too. He did. That, that he was did. cool. Uh, Except when I see him next, I'll say, you, Bailey made you look good. Oh, no. No. No, he definitely made me look good. Awesome. Um, and then after all of that, we, uh, we're doing really well in 4400, the unlimited racing. And then that's when we stepped up in Ford Bronco. If you want to learn a little bit more about your story and, uh, man, are you going to go now? What's next? What do you do after this? Uh, we're going to race the Ultra Four series, probably throw Nora nice. in there, Baja. Awesome. We're looking at the Alcan 5000 this year, but I don't know if we're going to find a car. All right. Where can people follow you? Uh, Bailey Cole Racing. There you go. All right, yep. you guys. That's a, that's one for the, this is one for the books right here. Congrats, man, on all your yes. success. And thanks for joining us on the Mike Caudill podcast. Thank you guys. One of the joys of coming to an auto show, especially during the media preview day, which I know is not open to consumers, but they bring in people. It's so great talking to Bailey about, you know, what his adventures are with that Bronco. All right. So this is the big news for Ford Motor Company. This is the all new 2025 Ford Explorer. And what's striking first look at the Explorer is the fact that the exterior has not changed all that much. I'll show, I'll point out a couple different things. Slimmer headlights, a little bit more of a bold front grille. It's a little bit more aggressive. It falls a little bit more in line with their trucks. So it comes out and down, Explorer logoing across the front. This is the ST. So the ST gets a little bit more of a performance package. What's really new for the Explorer for the new year is the interior. They have completely redone the entire interior on the inside of this including some fun easter eggs that we were told about yesterday you got some easter eggs there some easter eggs easter eggs in the auto industry for those listening these are fun little things that automakers put in just as special little add-ons but on the interior you're going to see a variety of new things a 13 inch dis display this will be the first explorer to get blue cruise technology uh, and you'll notice right here where your phones go this is an all-new design with the dash system for your phones to make it easy to get uh, your phones in and out of those uh, in wireless induction areas and i'll close it out with this right here you'll actually have your speakers and these are bang and olufsen they're actually integrated into the center console something that nobody's really ever done before so over the air updates the ability to play video games all things that you'll be able to get in your ford explorer 
Last but not least, I'm just gonna point this out over here. It's all about the consumer experience here at Chicago Auto Show. One of the things great about McCormick Place is that it's so massive. It's such a big convention center. The consumers, they can come down and they can get behind the wheel of one of their favorite vehicles. Here at the show, they've got the Bronco Sport, they've got the Bronco, and of course, they've got the Bronco Raptor. So you can get a full-on experience. You can see people are up there right now. They're getting ready to come down. You'll lock in the rear differential, the front differential, and you'll be able to come right down off the edge of that up on top. Pretty cool, giving consumers a chance to really experience everything that Ford does with their off-road packaging. What do you guys think? There it goes, right there. Y'all wanna do that? Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? All right, so now that we've been through Ford, what's great about the show is, and, and Trace just panned down the side, I want everybody to see the, the size and the volume of the Toyota booth. And we're gonna make our way through this entire booth, but before we do that, we're gonna stop over here and we are gonna look at this amazing product specialist or car. Ah. I mean, we're both pretty amazing. Uh, we are, we are. <laughs> All right, so we have been doing a lot of video over the past few years. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hi everyone, I'm Maggie Clark. I'm a Toyota product specialist. Maggie and I have covered probably no less than 15 cars in the last two years together. Every time I come to a show, we find a car and we talk about it. So uh, for those listening to the Mike Caudill podcast, the Land Cruiser came out only, what, four months ago, five months ago, and it's all redesigned and it's all new. This is the 1958. Tell everybody why it's awesome. Yes, so we are so excited to have the Land Cruiser back in the lineup because it's been missing from the Toyota lineup for the past three years. So we are returning to our off-roading routes with the new 1958 model, and Toyota is so proud to have the Land Cruiser back in the lineup because it has over 70 years of history. It's the most important nameplate to the Toyota brand, and and this year, it is coming out as a hybrid-only vehicle. So underneath the hood, we have a 2.4-liter, four-cylinder turbocharged engine. That's paired with an electric motor. You do not plug it in. It has regenerative braking. So this is going to give you 326 horsepower, 465 pound-feet of torque. You can tow up to 6,000 pounds, and it has wow. an eight-speed automatic transmission. Talk about the exterior design for a minute. You know, a lot of automakers are going to this squared look, right? The Hyundai Santa Fe, you're seeing that, the Land Rover Defender, and now with... And, and even... Uh, it's sister brand Lexus with their new uh, GX. It, it has a squared off kind of a rugged look. Talk about the exterior design. Yes, definitely. Well, first of all, it has a fully boxed frame. It's built on the Toyota TNGA-F platform, which is our global truck platform. And it is going to be extremely nimble and off-road capable. So it is four and a half inches slimmer than the previous generation and an inch uh, 1.2 inches shorter. So it's going to be better in off-road conditions and just really, really fun when you are taking it on adventures. And we can't go inside this one because it's a prototype vehicle's locked. They're locking us out. Sorry can't about that. It's okay. But since it's a prototype, I should tell you that it is going to be available starting in spring of 2024 and it starts at mid $50,000. All right, we're going to do this really fast. We're going to walk around so you can see the exterior design. Up front, Maggie, we've got a very bold and aggressive look. It's got a sporty look to it as well. I think one thing Toyota really wants you to know with the new Land Cruiser is that it can go off-road. 
That is correct. And with the front end design, we are going back to the Land Cruiser design of yesteryear with the big Toyota Heritage grill. And then we also have the round headlights. The round headlights are going to come on the 1958 model and on the first edition models, which is the top of the line. There's three trim levels. So 1958 and then Land Cruiser edition and then the first edition. And the Land Cruiser is going to have the rectangular headlights. Uh, so the circular ones. They did not have LEDs. These are LED lights. We make our way down the side. Now, you're not going with all-terrain tires on the 1958. These are street tires, but you will offer all-terrains on the majority of your models. Yes, and we have 18-inch wheels here and an optional 20-inch wheel. Awesome. And then roof rack will be optional on other additions. How many trim levels will there be? So three trim levels. And on the base model, this one here, the 1958, like you mentioned, there's no roof rack or roof rails. But one really exciting thing is that Toyota is now offering a new accessories program. There will be over 100 accessories, and those can be built into your monthly payment. Let's just say right now that the TRD version of this is going to be Oh my gosh. They Toyota has not announced anything about a TRD Pro model, but I really, really hope that they bring one because it would be so much fun. All right. So thanks to Maggie for doing that quick overview on the Toyota Land Cruiser and um, if just panning around. Same thing with, with, with Toyota as it is Ford, right? They kind of cluster everything together. So you've got all the forerunners over here, um, and now you've got Tacoma behind me, which if you followed any of my videos on Instagram, you'll see that on it's, it's Mike Caudill. One of my best videos is actually on the Tacoma when I announced pricing. This thing's hot. And I know that there's been banter back and forth on the Tacoma. I think this is the hottest one they've ever made. So, all right, let's go. We're going we're gonna to run through the rest of the booth. So as you make your way down in the booth, you're going to see a variety of different things. For consumers, they also want interaction. And this is going to bring you up and close to their cup car performance. So Toyota races in NASCAR, right? This is going to be all about cup car performance. They're going to give you a chance to get behind the wheel uh, with a racing simulator. Then you start coming down, you start to see more things happening here in the booth, right? You've got the Toyota. This is the uh, capstone edition of the Tundra. So it's their highest-end version with the iForce Max engine. They've given you three pearly white vehicles, including the new Camry down at the end. In fact, let's walk over and look at the Camry. Camry, all new last year with an exterior design that sets it apart, makes it different than any previous version. Boiler on the rear, a diffuser up on front. Smaller LED lights than the previous version as well. And they're going to give you those TRD platform wheels on the side, lowering it to the ground with side skirts, giving it just the ultimate and performance look with that Camry. All right, we keep rolling. Everyone's talking about the environment. Everyone's talking about new things happening in the world right now. Now we're getting into off-road and adventure. You're going to see some of that as well. So it's all about the adventure side of Toyota showing off, kind of going down the lane. Chicago White Sox. Now you've got the Toyota Sienna. You keep going down. Now we're starting to get a little bit more into performance. And this is the experience that we love to give consumers, right? This is what you get to see when you go to an auto show. Look how beautiful this color is. That is one of the coolest colors This is the Highlander Hybrid. Um, You're going to get great mileage on this vehicle right here. LED lights up on front. One note on the RAV4, that is their best-selling SUV. And then, of course, keep coming down, right? You saw the White Sox a minute ago. Now you're seeing the Chicago Cubs because you're at the Chicago Auto Show. And that's what makes it unique. We've got one spot we're going to end, team. We just test drove the TRD version uh, of the Toyota Sequoia a few weeks ago. But this one's all inspired by NFL. Check this out. This is is all the TRD version, so you're going to see all this off-road packaging, really cool, sophisticated look on the inside. There are two things about this vehicle that I love. One is actually that iForce engine, and two is the second row seating. So 
Again, consumers come down here to the show, give you a chance to get inside the vehicles. I love what they're doing in the Toyota booth. As you guys can already see, and you know, as you make your way through the auto show, right? We've been through Ford, we've been through Toyota. You can get yourself easily caught up in every one of these booths. We're here now in the Hyundai booth at the Chicago Auto Show. And um, what's great about this, right, is just open floor, gives consumers a chance to check out the new vehicles that they have in their booth, whether it's the Sonata, the Santa Cruz, or in the case of this vehicle right here, this is the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. And I will tell you right now, when they debuted this at the LA Auto Show, I was in absolute shock with the exterior design of this. It's that boxy off-road look that everyone wants, right? We saw the Land Cruiser. We're going to show you guys the Lexus GX later. And this right here is the new Santa Fe. We had a chance to talk to one of the product specialists about what makes the Santa Fe so different and why I think this will probably be up for SUV of the year. Here's what she had to say. All right, so Rachel, let's walk down the side and I want you to point out some things subtle right but speaks to performance absolutely yeah and you'll see the technology that's integrated into the vehicle as well mounted here on the side mirrors are your cameras that will give you a surround view monitor and that also integrates into your blind view monitor when you're driving so you put your left blinkers on you'll see that camera in your instrument panel same for the right side so right. it's taking that tech a little further and then we go down is the wheelbase the same as the previous version it's going to be a little bit longer, a little so bit longer. it's roomier altogether. Dimensions, wheelbase, overall length, width, and the height here is even our tallest vehicle, including these roof rails, um, even taller than the biggest Palisade here. At and so, I'm not going to make you do it. Oh, I'm happy address, to. you got to show everybody this I, right here. I sure so those do. listening on the C-pillar is a special little grab handle. Yeah, so I really think of this as like an integrated, self-concealing door handle that really helps you get up and into the vehicle. I like to do it like so, grab onto the handle, use the door as an assist. There you go. He's doing it in heels. Step up to higher ground, get a new perspective. Love it. Enjoy the, the new Santa Fe. It's very handy. And if you didn't want to use this, you can always lock it off, right? So day to day, you probably won't be accessing that cargo on the top. But on those days that you are... It's definitely a little handy. So use handy. your key to lock it off. Well, you can just turn it right in here. Okay, so you just turn it and it'll yeah. lock. Exactly. Okay, cool. I love that feature. All right. So we make our way around to the back. We start talking about the tailgating. Before we get into and open up the lift gate, here's what's great. And it started, <laughs> honestly, it started with, with Kia and the Telluride, which is a sister brand. But the Telluride, they put Telluride across the back. And everyone loved that so much that everyone is now doing it. Um, big, bold design says Santa Fe right across the back. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't forget what vehicle you're in here. If the uh, design won't give it off, that, that badging on the back certainly is pretty strong. We're going to open up that lift gate. You see those H, -tail H -tail lights. lights. Yeah, those LED lights. All right. So three row midsize SUV. Mm -hmm. um, We're looking at six or seven seats, depending on the configuration. This is the calligraphy. So this is the top trim of the Santa Fe hybrid. So you're going to have six seats. The captain's chair is in the middle, two seats back here. Handy buttons if you need to lower that seat down. It's powered, so it's going to move slowly. Perfect. So these are moving the two second row seats now. Right. This is all manual for the third row. So you would just sort of pull the seat towards you, knocks the headrest down, and then push it away, and then it lowers it. Just, uh, the same handle you have down here. There you go. All, in, all in one. All in one. Show me. There you go. 
Without an autobonus guy. Once you once you know how to do it, it's really easy. And then we bring the second row seats back up. Yeah, and it's powered. So, and once you press the button, yeah, you're good. All right. Should we make Rachel do the second row seating, like I do? Should we get inside? You've got to go on the side over there. I've got to go on this side. Got to see if I can. All right, so the H pattern carries its way on the inside. We'll call this an Easter egg right here. Absolutely. Plenty enough second row seating inside the Santa Fe for me, and obviously a lot of room for you as Without well. Without a doubt, yeah. Uh, two hooks for... Backpacks, grocery bags, shopping bags, whatever you'd like. USB-C charging on the inside of each of the chairs. We have some nice hidden storage directly in here. Road snacks. And one of my favorite features that a lot of automakers miss... Tracy, it's actually right here on the sidewall. You'll have to show uh, on Rachel's side. So ventilation that is mid-level on the A pillar, uh, sorry, B pillar, that will provide a lot of airflow on the inside. Dual moon roofs, but the mm -hmm. second row to the third row is massive. Right. This is going to be fixed. So it's a nice way to look out. You're not going to get that ventilation in, but the front row can certainly open. And let's not forget this cool little hidden compartment. So normally that center console is only going to be accessible from the front seat. Now we can access it here, access it here from the back, not leaving anyone out. So you can do both sides. Yeah. Oh, that is too dope. <laughs> Industry first right there. All right, let's make our way to the front seat. Let's you ready? See it. Yeah. We got four cup holders in the second row. Uh, from, uh, I'm open up with the next one. Now we make our way to the front seat. Oh, these are Lots of space, yeah. Super comfortable front seats. Wireless induction charging up front and it's for dual, both driver yeah. and passenger. <laughs> We're going to have a UVC sterilization compartment right in here. So if you have a phone that's a little too uh, icky and sticky, UVC sterilization right in there. That's pretty cool. We also have our fingerprint identification in here, um, which I'm still learning a little bit about, but it's sort of like your driver settings. So rather than just having driver settings one and two, you can actually have settings for multiple passengers to uh, adjust the seat configuration to your to your preference. And you've gone with uh, curved Instrument panel, so a ULED display. Yes, and it's all integrated into one, which is nice and, and pretty seamless. Talk about technology. Oh, there's a whole lot of tech in here. I mean, we can look here. We have a regular cam or a mirror. Rear view, rear, rear view mirror. Right. I'll but then there's also a, They don't thank, have them in Houston. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. But it's also because it's a camera, right? So in a vehicle like this, maybe you're going out of town, going camping, you're loading up the vehicle and you can't see out of the mirror. You'll be able to switch it so that you have just the, the camera view. So you always have vision out the back, which is nice. We have an updated highway driving assist on the vehicle. So that helps you maintain distance and speed from the vehicle and head. And it also, if someone cuts in front of you on the highway, the vehicle will automatically react to dodge those um, darting vehicles, which we have a lot of in Houston. Both speakers <laughs> on the inside, multiple electronically controlled driving modes. So I'm seeing drive terrain over here. So you'll be able to flip through that. Um, let's talk a little bit about pricing. Pricing. Yeah. So we do have our pricing for the 2024 hybrids. They're not out yet, though. So we don't have EPA rating for fuel economy, which I'm sure is what people want to know when it comes to hybrids. Um, again, that little cheat sheet book you took from me has the exact numbers that we're looking at. But if we want to look at the top of the line gasoline Santa Fe, I believe it's around 48.8, something like that. Okay. So in the four, 
mid, mid to high 40s. Yeah, okay? we're never touching 50 in the Santa Fe. That's all for Palisade. Fully loaded, fully loaded, you're out the door under 50. Fully loaded, we're out the door under no. 50. No. It's true. In it, the hybrid? It's true. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, again, I can That's awesome. reference my cheat sheet. But yeah, you shouldn't touch 50. I stole 50. it from you. <laughs> I didn't want you to have it. I wanted to see how much knowledge you have retained. <laughs> um, all right, so last question. Can I buy this on Amazon? Well, you will be able to buy vehicles on Amazon. Absolutely. Hyundai's partnered with Amazon sort of as like a virtual showroom. Now, they're not going to deliver it to you two days via Prime. So the point of sale is still going to happen through the dealership. Right. But it is something that we're really looking forward to. Um, it's a platform you're already probably familiar with. I'm sure you have some things in your Amazon cart waiting to Always. go, right? Who doesn't? Um, so, yes, that's something that Hyundai is very excited to, to partner with Amazon. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. For Rachel from Houston for joining us on the Mike Conil podcast and sharing some good information on the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe, I think. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so now we've made our way over to the Chevrolet booth. And if there's one vehicle that I think could actually redefine a brand, it's Coincidentally, this one over here. No, it's not Corvette. No, it's not Tahoe. Uh, it is actually the 2024 Trax. Now, I've had a chance to cover this vehicle in the past. Here's what makes it such an amazing vehicle that's coming to market for consumers. It's the fact that its price for all five trim levels is under $30,000. And I think what's unique about what Chevy's doing, specifically like with this Colorado and over my shoulder is the Sierra, is they're getting more bold. They're getting more aggressive. They're really starting to focus on off-road. Ford's kind of done that. They've taken that, that role with the Raptor over the past few years, and that's what you're seeing is that Chevy is now starting to push in that category, offering bigger wheels, tires, giving it more of that performance-oriented stance. One of the new vehicles for them here at the show is the Equinox. This is the all-new uh, Chevy Equinox, and this is a step up in size from the Trax. So when you look at the exterior design, you're going to see similar features, right? But what's different about this one right here, and this is their Active, again, it goes back to the same design that we were talking about a minute ago with the Colorado. All-wheel drive, off-road tires, a little bit higher ground clearance. And that's because many Americans today, they want to get out and they want a little bit more adventure. So one of the big statements from General Motors is the fact that they're going to be going all electric. They've made this statement. They're standing strong behind that statement. And you're starting to see that their, their geographical size at auto shows is starting to get a little bit bigger. And they're focusing more on electric. So you've got the Equinox right here. And this is the first ever all electric Equinox. Then you go over my shoulder and you've got the Blazer, which is going to be all electric and then we're all anticipating the arrival of the silverado ev which is right here this is the rst so it's a little bit more performance oriented but that's the shift that you're starting to see with general motors right now is that they've got more electric vehicles in their booth every single auto show and it, they're, what they're doing is they're giving consumers a chance to learn a little bit more about what electrification means over my shoulder is the nissan and this is the z right rich history Big time heritage, sports car, very, very cool vehicle. Had a chance to drive this uh, up at Sonoma Raceway in California during their launch. This is the Nismo edition, so that's a special color for it, for the off-road enthusiast or the performance-oriented enthusiast. One of the best-selling cars for Nissan is the Sentra. What makes it great is the fact that you get a variety of different things with this. It's not a full-size big sedan. It's a little bit shorter in stature. Sedans are not dead, and this is one of the best-selling vehicles that the team over at Nissan has. As we make our way around the booth, what's awesome is the Frontier still remains one of the vehicles for Nissan that has that classic historic look. 
And this one right here, this Frontier was developed in partnership with Chris Forsberg. Um, what's really unique about this, Chris Forsberg uh, is a drift racer uh, and does off-roading now as well. And what they did with this is they're actually using the Frontier with Chris Forsberg to highlight the fact that you can buy Nismo, which is the Nissan Motorsports division. You can buy aftermarket parts and accessories for this truck at the dealership level. And that's what makes it different. All right, as we make our way down, you've got the Pathfinder with the Rock Creek Edition. Again, showcasing the fact that consumers, they want to get off-road. You even got, even got fake dirt. Fake dirt, I'm out in the wilderness. Now I'm in an auto show. Now I'm in a wilderness. Um, but again, you know, Nissan doing a really good job integrating in really cool and creative colors, giving consumers aftermarket experience and products that they can put on their vehicle. And of course, with that Nissan Z Nismo, it's all about pavement pounding performance that you can take to the racetrack. All right, you want to talk electrics? Here we go. So the resounding theme in every single booth here at the show is electric, right? Everyone is starting to bring electric vehicles to market. This is the Nissan Aria. It gets about 304 miles of range. It has roughly 350 uh, horsepower. And this is kind of a crossover. So if you think about the Model Y from Tesla, that's what you're getting with this right here. It's kind of got that, that bigger look. What's really cool about a crossover like this is that headroom space. It's high, it's got a lot of volume on the inside. And if you look at the interior of this, it's really setting itself apart from a lot of other cars on the market. It's got a very luxurious feel, and especially up in this front area, this is gonna be something that's really unique. There's no center console area between the driver and passenger down below. So that's in a completely open area for you to, whether you wanna put a purse or something down there, it just gives you a lot more active space. They're going for a very futuristic design. And we will close it out with this in the Nissan booth, pole to pole. They took an Aria, they put on massive, uh, big old BF Goodrich tires, and this thing went from the North Pole to the South Pole, uh, all electric, plug-in, able to power it along the road. Um, I think it took them 10 months to get from point A to point B with this, and from what I heard, they did have to actually use a generator at times to uh, electrify this, but again, it's showcasing a little bit of what the future has. I think it's pretty cool design, if anything else, but it's pretty neat to see what Nissan's doing uh, as far as partnerships like this. And across from Nissan is actually the Volkswagen booth where they are celebrating 75 years of the Beetle. And uh, again, you can see how busy it is in their booth here. And that's because automakers, especially during the media day programs, and this is kind of us taking you behind the scenes, they host a variety of different events. They bring journalists in so that they can kind of see and hear a little bit more about what automakers are bringing to market. Of course, you have a classic uh, window bus right here, 1967 21 window Volkswagen bus. And then you start to get into their newer products that are here in the booth as well. So as we walk through and we look at them, you hear things like ID4. Those are all the electric powertrains that they're offering as a brand. And that's what Volkswagen's doing is they're showing off the fact that you've got older vehicles like the old buses and, and Beetles. And then you've got new vehicles like this over my shoulder, which are meant to really bring new consumers into the market when it comes to electric vehicles. So we're making a quick stop here just under this sign. We've now made our way away from some of the automakers and we're gonna get back to some of the others on the other side. Um, but over my shoulder, this is called Powering Chicago. And here's kind of the scoop. I've been very critical of the infrastructure as it relates to the electric vehicle market. I think the cars are all great. I've said time and time again, I think the infrastructure sucks ass, right? It really does. But what's unique is there are companies that are now coming to auto shows like Powering Chicago, where they're trying to educate consumers uh, on what 
an electric vehicle means. And I do applaud that, right? Trying to educate people to get them to learn more of what they're about. As long as they stay focused on helping get cars electrified faster and they have solutions to allow you to get further distances, then maybe you've got an actual answer uh, in regards to electric vehicles in the future. And what's great about Powering Chicago is it's educating consumers on the infrastructure. They also are providing consumers with a chance to get behind the wheel of a vehicle. That right there is uh, a Lyric from Cadillac. I had to look at the back to see. It's so cool looking. Um, but that's what's unique, right? So if you don't know a lot about electric vehicles, you can at least come down here and test drive them. I can guarantee one thing. They're going to be faster than shit. You'll be surprised when you get behind the wheel of an electric car. And, of course, here at the auto show, um, as we've made our way through everything, you hear me get a little bit quieter because one of the most controversial vehicles is actually here at the show over my shoulder. I better get out of the way so you can take a look at it. That is the Tesla Cybertruck. And uh, this is for Dr. Dave uh, Farnan, who is a, a good friend of mine back in Nashville, buddy. It is still uglier than shit in person. I'm just going to say it. Um, there's nothing that I like about the exterior design. I get it. It's like RoboCop futuristic look, but um, I don't know, man. I guess it's like pick me, like look at me. Um, here's what's interesting. Check this out. If you come up close, we were asking whether this could really happen. Yep. Thumbprint. That's that stainless steel, baby. Um, by the way, the frunk on that is smaller than the frunk on the F-150 Lightning. Um, I buy Lightning. Just saying. And just before we run away, I wanted to give you the side look um, so you could get an idea. Do you want to go inside? All right, so take a, peek on, take a peek on the inside. There you go. What do you think? Whoa, look at that sucker spin. And that's because I've heard that you have to retrain your brain on how to, how to spin with it. That's cool. There's some cool factors to it. I just don't want one. All right, so other experiences at auto shows are what I'm getting ready to do right now. And if you're listening, I have to explain it. But in the Honda booth, they have their little... We're going to ride this thing right now. Have it folded up? You got to put your helmet on. You got to do it. Let me see. Let me see how light that is. 41 pounds light. That's not bad. All right, this one? On this first thing you're going to do is you're going to slide that kickstand back and up. Yep. With your left hand, pull on the brake for me. All right, let go of the brake. Also with your left hand, you have the bell. Give that a ring. Pull that back. Wonderful. So your right thumb is going to be your accelerator. Take your turns wide or slow down because I want you to be safe out there. What do you think, Tracy? You'll slide on that carpet if you don't, if you don't watch yourself. You got to do it slow. That carpet will take you out. Can we go through them? It's not designed for slalom. We have them a little bit close together. That'd be fun. I think it's kind of fun. 15 miles per hour. It's 40 pounds. How much do they cost? $995. They're fun. You take delivery through your Honda or Acura dealer. You can also order it at the dealership as well. How do you fold it up? Show me how you fold it up. Seat up, out. Release this. Over here. That's cool. Pull down on this. That. Back in place. Okay. Here. That. 
all set. Will this fit? Will this fit in the overhead baggage on a plane? It will not, and the lithium content of the Model. battery is too large. Too large to put on a plane. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. That was cool. All right, so I think that was pretty fun. Um, 15 is faster than you think on a little bike like that. All right, so the Moto Compacto was pretty fun to ride. 15 miles an hour, pretty cool. $900 price point, $48 weight. I think it's pretty dope. Also here in the Honda booth, some really cool things to check out. Uh, you've heard a lot over the last year about Honda Jet, right? Honda Jet is their new uh, plane that is out there in the market. You're starting to see more and more uh, discussion around Honda Jet. In fact, we can kind of go up and check it out. This is the Elite 2 and you can get a really good feel what it's like to be in a private jet on the inside of this. Again, giving consumers all the fun experiences of coming to an auto show. All right, so I wanted to end with the biggest news for Honda here in the booth, and if you're listening to the Mike Caudill podcast, this is actually really cool. You'll want to Google it online. If you're watching the video, here you go, baby. This is the all-new, and this is the future of Honda. This is called the Prologue, and this is a really awesome crossover sport utility vehicle that is all-electric. It's the first all-electric uh, vehicle that Honda is bringing to market. It'll have 300 miles of range. It'll have two different instrument clusters on the inside. One is your main instrument cluster, which is 11 inches. Then you have an 11-point three-inch uh, actual instrument display, which is where all your multimedia will be, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, but that range is what sets it apart. You're going to be looking at a price right around $41,000 starting. All right, so now we've made our way over here to Mazda, and this is one of the vehicles that they're launching in their lineup that's going to truly change the brand. It's the CX-90. So when I get out of the way, I want you to look at the exterior design of this. This is their first ever plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, and you can see the silhouette of this vehicle right here is different than any other Mazda that you've seen in the past. This is going to take on Audi. This is going to take on Mercedes. It's going to take on different brands, and I want to show you why. They push the wheels forward. LED lights up front, all new front grille that comes straight down which you're seeing in brands like Mercedes. And then as you make your way down, when you get to the C-pillar, the C-pillar arches down. And when that C-pillar arches down, that again is what Audi is doing. So it's going for a very German look, a very European look. And expect to see big things from this new CX-90 from the brand at Mazda in the next year. Pricing, something you want to talk about, you're going to be looking north of $50,000. And from Mazda over to BMW, what's great is although many automakers, especially on the German side, have decided to pull out of auto shows, BMW's back, and they actually brought this. It's amazing. This is the BMW X2 M35i. This thing is all about performance. It's all about the future. It's got an OLED screen on the inside, LED lights up front, but it's an M package, which means you're gonna get the ultimate in full court performance, right? Then you make your way over to General Motors and they've done a good job to separate the two brands, right? So we already went over to Chevy and showed you everything at Chevy. Now we're here over in the General Motors booth and you can see they've made a big, aggressive and bold change to the Hummer EV. Over my shoulder, check it out. This is called the Earth Cruiser, and this one's all about overlanding. You can tell it actually weighs so much on that rear that it has pulled down the rear of the vehicle a little bit based on the weight, but this thing's got everything in it. It's got a tri-layer up on top. That's a pop-top roof that you can go up and explore. It's got the uh, canopy up on the side that allows you to put in all the things that you need for off-roading, and then if you make your way around to the rear, that's where it's really happening. If you come to the back of it, you can see on the inside, you've got all the things that you need to actually go off-roading. And they've taken their tailgate, integrated speakers into it, power into it, and then you've got the back hatch that closes down. This thing's big and beefy. Actually, I think it's pretty cool. Something unique about auto shows, and everyone has them, like here in Chicago, is that you have local exotic car clubs that bring their vehicles in so that 
you know, you're not going to see Lamborghini or Ferrari really come to these from a corporate level. But you'll see a lot of the clubs bring down cars or local exotic car shops will bring their cars down for people to see. And it's pretty cool. You got a McLaren, you got a Porsche, Porsche, and then you got a Lamborghini down on the end. Pretty cool to give consumers the experience of seeing some of these awesome cars. Here in the Kia booth, it's where concepts meet the future. This is the EV9 Land all-wheel drive. And this thing is stunning. It's cool when an automaker can have a vehicle that looks like a concept actually be a production vehicle. And that's what this EV9 is already available on the market for consumers. I love the exterior design. And they're going with this matte metallic finish with LED lights up on front. Kia is the one brand right now in the industry that has truly set itself apart. The Telluride was one of the most popular vehicles on wait lists for many consumers to get their hands on it. And that's because the brand is truly reinventing the way people think about cars. Oh, oh, are you ready for the price on this Kia? Holy smokes, $76,000. That is a grip of coin. Um, and that's because this thing is fully dialed in. Wow, I did not. You got, you want a raw, you want a raw motion. You're getting it on that one right here. But um, Kia with this vehicle, this is the EV9. Pretty cool to check it out. That's the GX550. I've done a ton of social media videos on this. That is one of the hottest. In fact, it almost looks better than the Land Cruiser 1958. Don't tell Toyota that. But I think this thing looks so awesome. Again, automakers going for a squared out look. They're going for the overlanding and off-roading look as well. You're going to get all-wheel drive on this thing. It's going to be super capable off-road, but you're going to get all the luxury that you expect to get when you buy a Lexus vehicle. That is the GX 550. And if you're a consumer coming down here to the show, it's going to be one that you're going to want to take a look at. Look at that squared off design, the roof rack up on top, the small little silhouetted uh, LED lights up on front. I mean, there is nothing about this vehicle that I don't like. In fact, I'll take you guys inside right quick dual tone seats with double stitching on them right gx logo down there look at the center console streamlined massive touch screen up on top these seats just by i can just tell you already they're super soft again this is what automakers are doing right they're they're looking to reach new customers even in the luxury category with this 550 all right guys in our last automakers booth that we're going to stop at here at the chicago auto show is in the subaru booth and i'm playing with your mind a little bit so over my shoulder is Travis Pastrana's Subaru that he did in one of his Hoonigan videos. And uh, you can tell this thing is all about performance. Um, even the exhaust is up on front. Like this thing is all about track performance. But that's not what Subaru is all about. I mean, they are. But now as you pirouette and look in their booth, these are actually all live trees that they donate to local organizations. And uh, one thing you know about Subaru, it's all about the off-road adventure, right? You get that with this brand. You got eight nine inches of ground clearance on the new cross trek you got vehicles that have their eyesight technology is now standard so as you make your way and you look around this entire booth they want to encapsulate every automaker into that off-road outdoor experience by the way subaru contributes more than 76 million dollars has contributed more than 76 million dollars uh, to the national parks across the u.s so uh from the yukon to yellowstone across the country um, they have donated millions and millions of dollars, and that's what corporate responsibility is. So with all their vehicles here in the booth, it gives you an immersed, uh, immersed session of learning about cars. So there you go. That was an in-depth and quick walkthrough of the 2024 Chicago Auto Show. Uh, for those that are listening on the Mike Caudill podcast, I know it was a little, it was a little different um, running through the auto show. Uh, so if you're listening, 
and you get a chance to go over to my YouTube page, you can see all the awesome vehicles that we covered on today's podcast. Um, we'll be back. No, we won't be back. Next week we'll be in Miami. We're going to throw you for another whammy. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. You know, we're doing, we're, we're working so hard to bring you guys such great content when it comes to whether it's the news in the auto industry or the cars that we're covering. Uh, but season, season one, episode four is now in the books. And uh, appreciate you guys all tuning in.